When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Parenting Hell with... Good girl. Can you see Josh Wedicombe? Wedicombe. Wedicombe. Well done, darling. There we go. Oh, that's nice. That started South African and finished Scottish. It's like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. <laughs> Come on. Still works. How old's that film? 23 no, years? It's, it's, still, it's still a nice bit of work, isn't it? Um, <laughs> nice bit of satire. I can tell you what, Dick Van Dyke sounds a bit funny in that new film. <laughs> <laughs> what about Kevin Costner as Robin Hood, eh? Have you heard that new tune from Brian Adams? <laughs> I think it's going to be a big song, you know. I think it's going to stream well. Do you know what, though? I bet it doesn't stream well. I, I wonder how many... You know, like, it was number one for 16 weeks or whatever. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that? Well, I, do you know what? You can, uh, I think you get, like... Why don't we write a song and stream it on Spotify to see what we could hit? I mean, that's, what, I don't, what? Well, that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> This week, Rob. <laughs> not this week. No, not this week. Before we talk about your um, PR tour, as what it feels like you're the winner of Big Brother 7, the amount of <laughs> radio interviews, everyone wants a piece of Josh Whittaker. I'd like to take my Brian Adams observation back. He's had 339 million streams of that song on Spotify. Oh, summer of 69 doubled it, though. It did, didn't it? Even though, as we all agree, it's an average sex position. Yes. I did a great sex position joke because I think it's a bit hack, the whole funny wording going, oh, it sounds like a sex position or oh, it sounds oh, yeah, like yeah. a porn star name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I was doing an awards and up for one of the awards was Brunel Carriage. Wait, Brunel Carriage sounds like a sex move. And I, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Sometimes people jump to that joke too quickly. But um, yeah. but I think a Brunel Carriage. <laughs> I think also, Rob, yeah. when you're doing an awards, all kind of, creative questioning is off anything that can get you through the night i did the british insurance awards the other week and this i I was really happy with this josh i said and now we come to british insurance personality of the year no nominees i'm afraid hopefully next year that's a bit of fun isn't it oh lovely no personality in insurance you're not you didn't didn't like that you didn't seem like that that much did you check a text halfway through that i I didn't check a text i deserve more Mm. no i was i was just to be honest with you rob yeah i was just thinking about the, I just disappeared into a dark kind of um, hole of thinking about doing those award ceremonies. Yeah, well, don't don't think about that now. I no, I quite I'm enjoy no them. One, I think I'm they're no ev- post lockdown. You haven't done a, 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 an in person award ceremony. I've done an in person award ceremony since one where 
we weren't allowed to touch the people, but the drunk people winning awards were not playing ball. Oh, which, just before lockdown, yeah. Before well, lockdown. I've done quite a few, but I think um, I think I don't think Romesh like I don't think Romesh does many, and I am happy to gobble them up. Yeah. I'm like a Pac-Man. Give me a hotel function room with some, you know, normally fat white blokes in suits, and I'll dish out some awards. Oh, there's a there's a lot of white there's a lot of white middle aged baldies there, isn't there? There's well, a lot of sixty year old white men. All <laughs> the CEOs, isn't it? They're yeah. big bellies. Only just got back in their suits after lockdown. Good luck yeah. to them. Um, Sweating profusely as they came <laughs> to collect their awards <laughs> after having chicken supreme the full time that week. <laughs> Um, Josh, what would you think the Brunel carriage would be as a sex move off the top well, of your carriage head? Is it, well, it I implies held and suspended. It, it, yeah, it? implies held and suspended. And Brunel was obviously the inventor of the suspension bridge. So I think um, you're going at it so hard. There's steam coming out your ass, <laughs> like like in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you're also wearing a top hat. Yeah, it's quite an intense move, but it really pays off. It, it's sort of it, it's sort of inspired by the opening ceremony of the Olympics in 2012. Yeah, do send in your illustrations of what you imagine it is. Yeah, if um, you, if, if you are going to have a little go at the Brunel carriage tonight, let us know. Let us know. You don't film on. it and send it in. That is not the kind of thing <laughs> no. we're allowed to ask for. No, no, we're, we're not doing on that. Instagram, and the whole podcast will be over. Suddenly, we're pornographers. <laughs> We're the kings of Soho all of a sudden. <laughs> um, also, no more Dion Dublin Dublin messages. Thank you very much. We, you, yeah. we, you've proved that you do listen. Poor Michael has had to, yeah. he's had to order more cloud storage for the emails. Oh, I think. I'm sorry. Um, oh, Josh, well. who, who was that? Sorry, I'm overexcited and I've had a very strong coffee. <laughs> no. Who was the Scottish people? Sorry, God, yeah, we've got, we've got I've, I am really full of energy. I've had a good oh, week. Mate, you are going to do... You know, like when Manchester City have 85% of possession in a game. <laughs> That's going to be you in this podcast. Yeah. My heat map's going to dominate. Everyone's going to have a go. Rob, you spoke over Josh again. I'm, just, I'm just going to sit back and soak up the pressure. You're going to park the bus. You're going to park the conversational the bus. bus. And ideally fall asleep in the bus. <laughs> Hi, Rob and Josh. Absolutely love the podcast. It's given my partner and I a great insight and laughs into what will hit us the following years with our little girl, Florence, 20 months. No. Wish us luck. After realising Florence was mimicking every word we were saying, we thought we'd try out for lockdown. Try out for the Lockdown Parenting Hell podcast. It's not X Factor. Oh, no, 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 there is. I've, I've, it's actually, we're not going to put a, we're not going to charge you to listen, but we can cut off the stream if we don't think your banter is strong enough. <laughs> That's, there is a, there are, there is a qualifying, it's like a members club now. Yeah. And the people that don't know this, they, they just think we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to enjoy that podcast. <laughs> Oh, don't you know? I realised the scale of the mimicking <gasps> when I accidentally said, fuck's sake, when my partner was driving me mad. To my horror, Florence's little voice perked up behind me and shouted, fuck's sake. As you Ooh. can imagine, swearing is now banned in the household. Yes. I was quite impressed with her pronunciation of Widdicombe, but I feel Rob Beckett sounded more like rabbit. Mm. There we go. That is from Gemma. Florence. In little Haddington Flo? in Scotland. Paddington in Scotland? Paddington. 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 No, Haddington. Haddington. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, that sounds like it's going to be nice, Haddington. Have you ever been yeah. to Haddington? No, but there's lots of lovely places in Scotland, isn't there? It's very picturesque. Um, Josh, how has your week been? You are everywhere. I'm you, so tired, for someone who said they was didn't know how to sell a book, every time I go on Instagram or turn the radio on or turn the telly on, I see your face and your book. Yeah, it's... Do you know what, Rob? You're a machine. I'm not saying that I'm burned out. <laughs> Right, but yeah. I'm I'm living so much on adrenaline that my sweat has started to smell different. 
That can't, that's not a thing. It is, because I, I, it must What's be. What's it smell of? A sm- different smellier man. My sweat smells worse because I think, because the amount of adrenaline going through my body at, at this week, just to keep me going. Well, now, it doesn't look like a book about a young buck who remembers watching the telly. It, look, it sounds like you're an ex-sort of like 90s TV drug addict talking about being on the telly. Well, that's why I was on the bloody number one of the gambling charts in Amazon. <laughs> But now you're you're on the normal charts now the television charts you're number yeah, yeah, one aren't you yeah yeah it's, it's been a lovely it's been a lovely experience and I've had some lovely times but we don't focus on them on this podcast right so do you want to hear the disasters uh, yeah yeah of course yeah let's yeah, hit, hit come on let's not beat around the bush I had a lovely time <laughs> on Chris Evans now let's tell you about a disaster I had on Capital Extra. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the fact that you was on Radio 2 with Ed, Emma Raducanu. What, talk about being a spare prick at a wedding. Oh, Jesus. mate, come on. Who when cares? they sent through the running order, me, Emma Raducanu, <laughs> Anton Dubeck, you might as well fuck us off out the building there, mate. I'm on the one show with Dubeck tonight. I'm on, I'm on two shows with Dubeck in 12 hours. What's he promoting? Strictly? Yeah, Strictly's on tomorrow. Do you it? need to promote that? Who doesn't know that's back? I know. It's like when they go, could you do some interviews? About the new series, The Last Leg. You're like, are you fucking kidding? It's only been off for four weeks. No one cares. People have made their mind up. They like us or they hate us. We don't need to tell them, oh, what's this show? They know. Strictly as well. People know Strictly's on. You might as well go and do PR for Saturdays. Do you know, guys, it's Saturday tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anton Lebeck here's talking about Saturday. Yeah, you might have forgot, but he's coming back after Friday every week. It's Saturday. Kinell, Strictly's on. Oh, yeah, what can you ask? Anyway, so you... <laughs> right, let's talk, talk to you about Capital Extra. So... Have you seen your kids this week? Oh, no, mate. <laughs> it's been really bad. <laughs> um, so I did Capital with Amanda Holden and Jamie Theakston. Yeah, which was pleasant. Very nice. They're lovely people, aren't they? Lovely also, people. it's great for you because all the people Mate. that now present the radio are people you watched on the telly. Exactly. You're going Theakston, Evans, yeah. Ball. <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. And then on to one show for Ronan Keating. Oh. Well, oh, I'm not going to lie. I slag off Boyzone in the book, but I'm confident he won't have read it. So let's plough on. No, now, yeah, I think you'll be fine. He didn't read the book, did he? He didn't read the book. He didn't read the book. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, I did Capital Extra, Rob. As an extra thing, they were like, while you, you know, you know, while you're here, could you do this? The classic. So what, so Capital FM, that's the one that Roman Kemp does the breakfast show yeah. on. They're uh, on Martin the same Kemp's building, son. aren't they? They're on the global radio building, which is so a... So extra, uh, what, where, who, what's that, what's the music there? Because Capital's pop music, what's extra? Capital Extra is, um, is the urban music channel. Okay, so I'll get you. Okay, cool, right. So, so once they knew I was in the building, they started sniffing around. Yeah, I know. He's really great for our demographic. Josh Whittacombe talking about telly in the 90s. Well, no, because it was one of those, can you do this for the socials things, right? Oh, for the socials. The classic. While you're here. For the socials. And so the previous people, the the example they showed me were Romesh and John and Lucy together. So I thought if John and Lucy have done it, Oh, yeah. Romesh is into hip-hop and urban yeah. music. That's but John fine. and Lucy. Yeah, I'd fine. say you're cooler than John and Lucy. I, do you know what, mate? That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I think you're more capital extra. I am more urban than Lucy Beaumont and John Richardson. <laughs> so I was meant to have a 20-minute gap before this. My, my one 20-minute gap today, and then I got a text from my agent saying, you've forgotten to do the, the chat about the who, who do you think you are quotes. <laughs> and so if I'm unprepared for this, it's because the 20 minutes I'd allowed to think about my week 
was then taken up with another <laughs> PR interview. What's what? How has this happened, Josh? Because, because I'm a man who can't say no, Rob. <laughs> so did you? Did you? Was this like? Did you agree to do loads of things in lockdown when stuff was quiet and it's all come at once? Is that what's happened? No, I said when when the book came out, I was like, I'm willing to do as much PR as you want me to do because. When you've put the effort into doing something, I'm happy to do PR. Because well, it's... you've done more than Raducanu and she won the US Open. <laughs> You're set for set with Raducanu on PR. She doesn't need to do PR, mate. She went to the Met Ball. <laughs> um... I'm surprised you didn't squeeze that into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's awful, isn't it, when you have to leave the Met Ball early because you're doing <laughs> BBC Radio Berkshire. <laughs> I do find that when you go like Radio Berkshire and there's like, oh yeah, because you've got a few more tickets to sell in Reading. I'm like, oh, fucking come or don't. I can't, you know what I mean? Oh, Jesus Christ. Because I'm not across the tour, like the sales of the tour. I just don't want to know. Okay, but you know, if they send you to Radio Berkshire. That's the problem. When I get an email saying, could you do this local radio interview? I think, well, that's a fucking write-off. Liverpool's not selling. There we go. You're better off knowing. I'm better off knowing. But I just prefer to live in... Oh, well, that's the end of Stoke. I'll look forward to that one now because I'm doing bloody Radio Stafford. Well, um, I thought I thought it was a hate campaign against me in, like, Belfast and Derry. Then I realised that they're just still in lockdown and the theatres are shut. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And that's yeah. why people aren't booking tickets. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I keep talking. Capital Extra. Oh, yeah. So, um, so you had to watch four hip-hop videos on YouTube and you have to commentate on them. And make okay. wry comments, right, basically. Well, that's a sort of a one way to get cancelled, isn't it, for you, little... Uh... <laughs> Little honky boy with glasses sitting there <laughs> judging hip hop videos. Well, you're not judging, are you? You, you, you you're play just commentating. You play a low status, Rob. You talk about how you know there was one that was set in a prison. I talk about how I wouldn't do well in prison. That kind. Oh, of thing. you bring it back to you, absolutely. Bring it back to yourself. Bring it back to me. Make me the idiot, right? Yes. But then exactly. it turned out I was the idiot. But they didn't realise I'd made this mistake, Rob. <laughs> so they played the first two videos. I did a solid job. The third one, they pressed play. Yeah. First minute, I, it was quite a quite a generic boring hip-hop track and then i was like this song has gone mad it's like it's almost unlistenable <laughs> and i kind of admire it because i've never heard like i've never heard it it's so layered and it's like there's so many different beats and i got to the end and then i realized they'd managed to play two youtube videos at the same time <laughs> The Whitaker remix. They'd been playing two different tracks. And I was talking about how this is like nothing I've ever heard before in my life. They're like, this is so uncommercial as well. It's really admirable that they've made this a single because you can't really hear what's going on. This is a seven-incher. Is this a seven-inch new drop? It's amazing that you can buy this in our price. But but they didn't notice I'd done it, Rob. So I just deleted the second YouTube video. I never spoke of it. And they must have thought, he had a really weird reaction to that really generic YouTube, that really generic hip-hop song. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out I was listening to two songs at the same time. Oh, no. Oh, Josh. Oh, dear. So that was that was one of the low moments. The other low moment, well, it was a high moment, but was um, I was doing Nihal on Five Live. Yeah. And uh, they surprised me with a special guest. Oh. Because uh, we were talking about Big Break, and they surprised me with John Virgo on the phone. Oh, wow. I'm not saying I was excited, Rob, but my glasses steamed up. <laughs> Josh, you weren't. I remember once we were talking about 8 out of 10 cats does countdown, and you went, yeah, whenever I go on that, it sort of treat me like the little nerd. Like, you know, and they say, like, oh, you and John get on because you wear cardigans, you little nerds. And it's annoying because I'm not actually a nerd. And then you say things like that. 
and you can't complain. Do you know what? I've relaxed into who I am in the last six months, Rob. <laughs> at, once, at one point, eight years ago, you thought you was the lead singer of an indie band, but then you realised you're a little funny nerd fella from the countryside. <laughs> so how was Virgo? He was absolutely lovely. Do you know what? It was a dangerous game they played because they asked me about Jim Davidson just before. I could have easily gone in two-footed on Davidson with Virgo sat there on the phone waiting to talk to me. Is Virgo still mates with him? Well, this did come up in the interview. They don't see each other anymore, but they've just got very different lives. It's not that they've fallen out. Oh, okay. They've got very different lives. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I've got mates like that. You swerve after a bit. Yeah, exactly. I had more respect for Virgo once he'd said that than I ever did. And I've got got a lot of respect for JV. (laughs) So anyway, that's been my week. Basically, yeah. Rob, I've been doing that. I've got Sunday brunch on Sunday. When, when um, have you got it? Thanks for that extra bit of intel. <laughs> oh, it's good listening to you. You get all the insight in the television industry. <laughs> that is a long show. You're going to slip up on that. I'm going to tell you why, because you're knackered. And when yeah. you're there for three hours, it's you just It's all right, relax. me and Anton Dubeck are on together. So it's, that'll be not, nice. it's not a trip on Anton Dubeck. It's not, it's not. Let's <laughs> see promoting Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> who are you on with on who are you on with Sunday brunch? Oh, uh, Desiree Birch and uh, Jamie Lang. So that would be nice. Oh, Jamie Lang's good fun. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. I just find the best thing to do on there is just be disruptive. Yeah, yeah, it, it's boring otherwise. Have I ever told you about the one time I went on Sunday brunch and the disaster? I must have told you this about the egg. I can't imagine there's two separate egg on Sunday brunch stories. So <laughs> it must be one, and I would have known it if you'd told us already. So I went on Sunday brunch. Uh, yeah. Quite a long time ago. And um, I... <laughs> so you have to do the cooking segment, right? Yeah. So as you know, I'm vegetarian. I brought up vegetarian. Yeah. But I did, I never liked eggs or eaten eggs, right? Yeah. So that's just a separate thing, right? But it means <laughs> that I'd got to the age of whatever I was then, 30. Yeah. And I'd, I'd never cracked an egg, Rob. <laughs> oh, no. Like Richard Blackwood with a line. Yeah, it was egg. like Richard Blackwood. <laughs> And then they were like, "If you so just crack- never, you never cracked an egg." No, because there was no need. Because I've never <laughs> cooked eggs. So when would I have cracked an egg? For other people, oh, but this was before. But when you, kids when you gonna, the- yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, before having kids, exactly. So, so they were like, "If you could just crack that egg into that bowl," I was like, "I didn't want to say I've never cracked an egg. I couldn't say it." <laughs> you should have. I should have. Thinking back, it would have been much more entertaining. That's what I mean. Be disruptive. Just what you should have done is just launched it in the bowl like you're frying a baseball. <laughs> I had to crack the egg. So how did you do it? Well, I... buy, buy it? <laughs> no, I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, like a grenade. Yeah. Well, you must have seen someone crack it. Yeah, so I did do it. But, but how? Just like on the I, side of the bowl? On the side of the bowl. Yeah. But it was a lot tough. It was a, I was too tentative, Rob. They're, t- <laughs> They're tough, <laughs> tough old eggshells. I, like, I just didn't want to go through it and go full egg. <laughs> so it took about six hits to crack my egg. You must look so weak. Yeah, because I mean, no one thinks no one thinks someone's holding back. They just think that that's as hard as you can do it, <laughs> like an old nan. Do you know what no one's thinking at home? I bet he's never cracked an egg before. No one's thinking that's what's going <laughs> yeah. on there. Like, he's quite weak, isn't he, Josh? He can barely get any momentum up to crack that egg. Poor yeah. sod. Anyway, oh dear. Well, enjoy a Sunday brunch. Yeah, uh, but you've got no 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 parenting stuff. Is it as it uh, going? Yeah, tomorrow kids? I'm going to Harvest Festival. Oh what? Oh what? At the nursery. Uh, the, uh, was it PR gig? <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm here. Just want to sell the book as much uh, as possible. 
Oh, so it's your daughter's harvest festival. It's the it's the uh, it's the sister school of the nursery. They're holding a harvest festival because um, I've got basically my most of the weekend free. Rob, and lovely. I'm, I cannot. It, it sounds like on Sunday it's my actually I'm doing Bromley Sunday night. So, but on Sunday <laughs> afternoon I'm free. <laughs> no, you're such a weekend's free. You're doing Sunday. You're doing <laughs> Friday night. You're on the one show, Anton de Beck. Sunday morning, you're on Sunday brunch, and you're doing a tour show Sunday night. And that's a free weekend, is it? Jesus Christ! What is it? Doing the terms to? and conditions on Strictly Saturday night. But apart from that, free as a bird. If you want to hook up, I do think PR's overrated. Sometimes I think people. There's no way. I, I you think you should have told me this 48 hours ago, Rob. I, I don't think you convince anyone to watch or do something, but I think you remind them. You remind them it exists. It's not QVC, is it? But it's... No, no, you're not listening to Anton de Beck going, oh, that sounds interesting. What, so celebs learn a different dance? <laughs> and then they sort of, so who they dance? They dance on their own. Oh, with a professional. Oh, that's interesting. And then and then you vote. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I might give it a go, Anton, actually. Do, do email him with the most pointless thing you've ever seen someone promoting, PR-wise. <laughs> Anything that needs less PR than Strictly. Well, that's all Richard Osman on this morning with his new book. You know, he's, he's written, yeah. his, his novel has become one of the biggest selling books yeah. ever behind Harry Potter and Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code. And he's on, have a lie in, mate. Why would you, why, surely you don't, <laughs> come don't need on. to do this morning, Richard. <laughs> you don't need to do it, Richard. Also, you didn't even need to write a book. You're wading already. The geezer's <laughs> minted. Have, a, have an afternoon off. Let someone else earn it. Come on. <laughs> Chill out, mate. But if you do want to promote it on here, Rich, we're always here. Oh, yeah, come on, Osmo. Osmo, you've got a couple of kids. We'll get them on here. Um, How have you been, Rob? Do you know what? It's been a better week, a much better week after the car crash of last week. And I think oh, it wasn't going... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we can't have... that was a very popular episode, Rob. <laughs> I know, but you... Come if I... on, put the effort in. My sweat swells differently, <laughs> Rob. That's what I'm doing for this podcast. What does it smell like? It smells like a man with B.O. And I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I tell you what I smell like. I tell you what I smell like. Well, I don't know why I was asking that question. I smell like. Have you ever had one of those t-shirts that's got awful smell trapped in it? Yeah, yeah. That's well, my I... skin. <laughs> also, as well, you're not a shorts wearer. Are you? You'd be in. Je- you'll have a thick denim jeans on, a jacket and t-shirt, whatever the I'm weather. Not turning up to. To Capital Extra and a pair of shorts, thank you very much, Rob. I, I've won, I've done club gigs on weekends in heat waves in espadrilles and shorts and t-shirts. Unbelievable! It's on brand, Rob. It's on brand. It's on I'm brand. just going to take my jumper off. Wait, oh, sorry. <laughs> of course he's got a jumper on. You know, yeah, it's 25 so degrees stupid. in London. Pop a jumper on. Absolutely, one of the most stupid things I've ever done wearing that jumper this morning. <laughs> I'm wearing sports. No wonder you stink. <laughs> the layers you've got on. Um, no, no, my week's been much better because it's sort of obviously calmed down. Um, I, I, I couldn't possibly continue that level of stress, for, even though the podcast was popular. But yeah. th- th- it would be a very short-lived um, podcast because we couldn't, we couldn't, yeah. we can't keep that up. No, um, but no, I actually think by episode six, people will be like, this, these two are actually quite annoying as well. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, like when someone has a TikTok that goes viral and then they're under pressure to repeat the same TikTok every yes, day. Exactly. Um, but um, no, it's been much better. The, ki- the kids now. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I, taking off the jump was a huge mistake. The smell is now unbearably. It's been released. <laughs> it's, it's vile. <laughs> are you showering? Yes, I'm showering, Rob, but my smell of sweat smells different to normal. Yeah, I know, but then... Anton Dubeck is going to absolutely 
turn his nose up at me later on today. Oh my God, you're, you're mate, you're a tired, smelly man. But you know, yeah. good on you, you're working hard. So you've had a good, much better week? Much better, well, yeah. So they've, they've been in their school and preschool. And the thing is, before they were tired and it was coming out negatively. Now they're coming in and because they're tired, they're sort of calming down a little bit. So they're sleeping a bit better, like they're sleeping in a little bit, little bit longer, going to bed a little bit easier and stuff. And also as well, it's been a big week of new pants, Josh. You've got new pants? Well, for bedtime. Oh, talk to me. Talk, talk you through it, Send right? Send me so. a picture. Send me a picture of your pants, Rob. <laughs> All right, I haven't got, I can't at the moment. They're in the, they're okay. in the bedroom, um, but right. I will do. But I went into Marks and Spencer's because I've, I've not been working that much this week. So I've been dropping the kids off at school, picking them up. And it's been really nice, actually. And it's quite, when you're at home, a bit calmer. They kept on going, oh, are you going anywhere? You, no, no, we're at home. So I think that's settled them down a little bit. Yeah, that's um, good. Not to make you feel bad, but um, no, it, does, but, it does help uh, there. But my daughter's been very unsettled this week as well. Really? Has she missed yeah. you? I think it's that. I think it's well, well. Let's we'll come to it. We'll come to it on Friday. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it on Friday's episode. Um, but um, yeah, no. So the pants. So basically, when he marks the sparks, found double XL um, yeah. cotton. That's big, isn't it? Yeah, that's massive. It's way too big for me. I'm, you know, my waist isn't that big at all. So, <laughs> but I, but I want it loose. I don't want. It, yeah, I don't want yeah. it tight. So I've got not cotton, not like the big dad ruffled top ones, elasticated waist, but like a jersey cotton. What do you mean the jersey jersey cotton? So not like cotton that's a bit like, you know, some cotton pants and big billowy dad boxers. Love them. That's what I wear. Oh, I hate them. You, you, Love you, them. you got to have breathing room, Rob. Basically, like dads in the UK in the 80s or like sort of American prisoners wear them. That's the only two people that wears those pants. Right? I hate them. They're my worst. They've got, they've got no movement in them. They're always ripped. They're, you, know, they're, they're, you know, I prefer it when it's a bit tight to the skin. Do you? Yes. But not like in, a bit of support. Yes, not sleepy time, though. Yeah. So what I did is I got those ones that stick, stick to your skin and got elasticated waist, but I got like double XL. Ah, uh, you got them. So they're too big, but they're the the, the type you like. They're the type I like, but way too big. And it's just yeah. been, a, you know what, Josh? It's been an absolute revelation. Has it? It's worked What are you perfectly. wearing on your top half? Nothing. Nothing. Um, just I've just got the, the pants on, nothing on top, and then sort of um sort of like a gimp chokehold thing that Lou likes me to wear that just sort of <laughs> big rubber ball. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, but and then well, that's just to shut you up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes we go, yeah, we don't even have sex. She just likes to look at me, you know, vulnerable, <laughs> and that's enough for her. And then she rolls over and goes to sleep. Um, but um, but they, but also I did I did tr- uh, uh, splash out because they were like fairly normal price, and then got a pair of like autograph Mark Sparks oh. autograph silk like. Oh. Jama shorts. Right, Hugh Hefner. They're so soft, but a little bit too thick to sleep in. So now they're just oh, my downstairs making oh, eggs nice. shorts. And then I wear the pants in bed. And my ass is hidden away from my children. And are your children pleased that they haven't seen your penis or ass in the last Well, um, they're, they're now they're going, you need to wear a vest as well. I'm like, I'm oh, like no, mate. they keep adding to it. What kind of prudes are you bringing up? <laughs> I know, just, like, just laying there, just my eyes out. Like, like am I covered enough now, kids? <laughs> Do you know oh, what? Um, and he's talked about it on in stand up, so I'm sure this is a fair game to mention. Uh, do you know what Matthew Crosby wears to bed? What he wears nothing on the bottom no. and a t shirt. Like that, like Winnie the Pooh. I think he needs to see a psychologist. <laughs> That's so weird. It's such a weird look, isn't Why it? Why is that? Is it does his top half get cold out of the his cover? Top half gets hot cold out of the duvet. Yeah, but it's a. It's a disgusting image, oh. the thought of a man in just a T-shirt. Not a big T-shirt, not a long T-shirt. No, just, sk- just, just skimming as, across and, the top of pubes. Yeah. And then naked. But I think that's worse than just socks. 
Yeah, I think that is worse than just socks. I think that's the worst thing you could... If you can wear one item of clothing, just the T-shirt is the worst. Just the T-shirt. No, I take actually waistcoat and nothing else. <laughs> what do people wear to bed? Do email in. Yeah. The that... weirdest thing you've ever seen someone wearing to bed. That is, yeah, that is weird. Oh, the one, before we do a couple of emails, the one weird thing, what not weird thing, good thing. I, don't, I cannot remember if I mentioned this, so apologies if we have or Michael can delete it. But a good idea when you've got a new baby, really good tip, the sip and see party. Did I talk about this? No. So basically what you do is, you know, constantly people are coming around the house to, and yeah. they keep texting you, when can we see the baby? Can we come around for a cup yeah. of tea? Blah, 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 blah. And it's a nightmare because you never have any rest. You're just constantly, yeah. it's like being on a Josh Willock and PR tour. There's constantly someone at your door. Walks and Jacobs are turning up at your door. <laughs> Lorraine's here, quarter past nine. <laughs> I thought Rambeer was covering. Oh no, you're back. Are you after the summer? Okay. Anyway, so... And what you do is, you obviously have your mum and dad and close family and friends over, but when it's all just like aunts and uncles and stuff, you do a thing like in like after about a month called a sip and see party, and you can host it at like your house or a friend's house or in like a pub function room where you take the baby and everyone comes and there's, there's a few nibbles and drinks and they sip the drinks and see the baby and they do oh, it all in one go. Good. So you're not that's constantly good. having guests over and making cups of tea. Oh, that's nice. That's that a great good. idea brilliant idea because normally when i hear something from america i think shut yeah. up stupid yeah, the, you know what the name of it is instantly off-putting sip and see do you know what i mean it's, it's yeah like, sip and see. sip and see also sounds like some sort of legal insurance claim <laughs> oh you need to have some sip and see cover oh no what for? <laughs> um but yeah sip and see that is i think that's a good idea that is a good idea rob thanks man. um should i talk about my daughter being unsettled to make the is that what? the kind of fun thing we chat about yeah well let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people are here for. But we'll talk about that now. And then what we're going to do on Friday is, because we're a bit too busy um, not getting through all your emails and we rabbited on last week, we're going to do a correspondence special on Friday. So let's hear about um, your unsettled child. Then after this week, we have pro- our strongest string of guests lined up you've ever yeah, seen. It's a it real is, good run of guests. It is a real good run. Let's put it this way. Christmas is coming. People want to promote stuff. <laughs> And we yes. are filling our boots. We're interviewing Josh Whittaker about his new book. <laughs> He's going to play both roles in the ultimate All I'm PR saying push. is Anton Dubeck will be telling us about <laughs> Saturday nights coming up for the next 12 weeks. Yeah, so what's, ha- what's happened with your daughter this week being unsettled? Um, so she's, she is unsettled, Rob. I would describe it as a shitstorm of circumstances she's been hit with, which is I've basically been away, Paralympics, and doing the... Uh, doing the uh, King of the Jungle tour. And then... <laughs> He's, you've just won X Factor. Let's line him up with the PR. You're right, right. You know, it's my goal isn't going to sell itself, is it? I'm Steve doing few... Brookstein, Matt Cardle, no, exactly. Josh Willekes. A few signings in some Arndale centres. The Shell McManus, the big dogs <laughs> on the promotion train. Um, honestly, my week, it's like that week when Victoria Beckham and Sophie Ellis Bexter went head to head in the promo trail. <laughs> Who are you up against? Who's on your big, who's your promo? Uh... Oh, there, there's people that are blow, uh, uh, unbeatable in my week, sadly. Oh, really? Who? Do you want Bob to say? Mortimer. Bob Mortimer, yeah. And uh, Margulies, Miriam Margulies is a big deal in the publishing industry. Oh, is she? Yeah. Do you know what, Rob, though? What? And I'm doing very well. Very well in the old um, audio books because all of my fans can't be bothered to read. <laughs> That's good for me then. Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> That's Margulies fans all reading the books. I'm blowing her out in the fucking water on the audio books, mate. <laughs> when mine comes out, we're like, do you reckon he cried at this bit? It feels like they've re-edited it. 
There's an edit pause there while yeah. this snivelling wreck pulls himself together. Um, um, yeah, so, so your yeah, daughter's... You, you've been, yeah, you, so, yeah. so I've been away on the uh, on the promo trail. Um, By the way, as well, I should say, this isn't just you being a madman. You do have contractual obligations to fill when you have a book out to do so many... I, I would say, PRAs. Rob, yeah. I've, I've exceeded my contractual obligations. <laughs> I actually ask you to stop. <laughs> Josh, can you just stop talking about the book for a bit? If no. these were my contractual obligations, I would be sacking my agent if I'd signed that contract. <laughs> You're like a member of Five or Westlife, yeah. just been sent out to work. The worst thing, Rob, is I'm doing all of this through choice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know, Rob, that I had contractual obligations for PR. <laughs> Oh, you just took it upon yourself. I just took it upon myself. I got them to organise it. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'll do whatever you give me. And they called my bluff. <laughs> Genuinely. And I don't, I'm not just saying this because it's not a brag. Flo said, who's my agent? She said, I've never in my life known someone do as much PR for my book in the history of the agency. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you doing it? Because I didn't think that they'd fill it up in the world. <laughs> because I wanted to sell the book. And I do want to sell yeah, the book. Yeah, so. as well. The book. You get paid in advance for the book. No, so it's not about it. that. It's like, I've, That's I've what I'm saying, though. It's not like you're doing it because you want to sell more because you get paid more. You just want people to read about it. The worst it. thing, Rob, is I'm doing this as not from, from financial reasons. For pure ego. <laughs> Pure. I thought you were going to say because I want people. I'm really proud of it. I want people. No, to I, I, that is. What I mean, obviously, <laughs> there I, I is mean... a pure ego element driving this. Of no, Josh, I, talk to I, me I... about your book because you say you you're really into no, it. It's, you it's say things like, on Instagram like oh, publication day and all that. That all the book words and stuff like that. Yeah, well, do you know why? why? I texted Ali Taylor, who I think is the queen of Instagram, who's, yeah. and I said. Bit, oh, Kylie Jenner might have something to say to you about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I move in a very different world yeah, to a lot of saying. people. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie's great on it. Well, all I'm saying Maybe is... What I mean is, she's very good at Instagram. She's very. In, she's aware of how it all works, and she's yeah. very good at it. And I said, what should I do about this? Because I'm very uncomfortable with all this. And she said, this is not the time to be shy. <laughs> yeah, you've really taken that advice really and gone with it. Because you've, you've really taken me aback. It's almost like you know, you know, like when someone goes like, you can't be bullied at school, and then they like turn up with a machete, and everyone's like, all right, calm down, mate. I don't, you know, <laughs> it's just, just like hitting back. That's what I meant. <laughs> He's told up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> to attack dogs, let's go. Nunchucks in the back pocket. There's probably a middle ground between the person I was two weeks ago and the person I am now, but I'm yet to find it. <laughs> you what? It's life is about finding these different gaps, and I think good on you though to to do it because it is a great book, and you should be proud of it. So let as many people know as long as it doesn't overwhelm you. <laughs> is what I'd say. Yeah. What, what's what's happening with your daughter? She's just not because she, she's not seen you. She's about no, well, It's not just that her. So she was in the top year at nursery, even because she was born in October. But they kind of moved her up as well because she was kind of um, all her mates were just so all of her mates except two have left. To go so to she, she was born in October. Shouldn't she start school this year? No, because September's the she's she's three and a half. She turns four in October. Oh, 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 so she's just, oh, she, yeah, because she's about the same. I keep thinking she's more close so in she's age just, to my she's second. Gonna the, no, she's going to be the oldest in her year when she goes to school next year. Oh, well, yeah. One, so, of the, one of the oldest in her yeah, year. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, of course. So then my daughter is born in December time. So she's still going to be pretty old in the year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're both going to be starting in September at their own school. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So she got moved up to the top year 
with the kids that were born in like August and June and July, who are yeah. all her mates, but they've all gone to school. Oh, I get yeah, because it's done in like the yeah, because it's different, isn't it? It's done in like yeah. yeah. So basically, her and two other kids are the only three that have been left in the top year. And the other two and then all the younger kids have been moved up. Yeah. And then her two mates that stayed have both gone on two week holidays. Oh no. Oh that, uh, mate. That is brutal. It, that is it, such a big deal for a kid. It's so awful. And just I forgot it's been like a year since she didn't want to go to nursery and now she doesn't she's like you know, all that I don't want to go to nursery, all that kind of stuff. I'd yeah. forgotten that happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And she's just been having like meltdowns um, at the gate. Meltdowns, not um, not a nursery no. at all, but at home. Yeah, a nursery. They were like, I was like, did she have a good day? And they were like, yeah, she just kind of she did a lot of drawing on her own and stuff. Oh and no! Like, oh god, oh, god. Oh. don't tell me that. Tell me she's bullying the young kids. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> she's, a, she's got a bit. Of, she's biting. Good on her. She's got, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I, I had that once with a preschool, and I said, "Oh, wow, she's she all right." She, she had a bit of a funny face. She went, "Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's fine in there now." And also, she started playing with the other kids now. I was like, "When wasn't she?" <laughs> What's that? What do you mean? She's just, why am I hearing about that now? She's just, she's been there a year. She's just, she's just started playing the other, this like lone maverick sat in the corner. God, I was like, what? I know you can't get upset about something you didn't know that was going on, but now I'm like, what's what? She's been sat on her own for a year. Oh my God. Oh, she's just, oh yeah, she started playing with the other kids now. Cool. Good to know. So that's, um, that's yeah, so it's, but I know it will change, but it's a really tough time. Yeah, and you've got like, the Harvest Festival thing, though. You can go with her too and stuff. You'll oh, enjoy well, this, this went badly, Rob. Oh, no. So I'm going to the Harvest Festival tomorrow. Yeah. I thought I'd pop the uh, Harvest Festival thing on the um, the WhatsApp group of the parents of yeah. the nursery. Popped it on yesterday. Literally, WhatsApp group of 30 people. <laughs> Not one reply, Rob. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> We're off to this on Saturday if anyone fancies joining us. Nothing. How how long's it been? Well, then then we got a reply at seven a.m. this morning. Someone said I'm not available. Oh my! And then God. another person replied. Luckily, broke the ice and said, "If you do go on the Bucking Bronco, do take a photo," which was a bit of fun. A bit of fun. But, but, say, but ultimately, still, absolutely not. No, thank you for the invite. Yes, ultimately, still, uh, four four no's now. <laughs> All of them today. The first one of which took 16 hours to come from my initial message. <laughs> so my, um, my, my eldest daughter started doing clubs after school now, right? Yeah. And I was like, great, it'll knack her out. She, I dropped her off at five past eight the other day because I have to drop her a bit earlier so I can mm. drop the other one off. And, uh, and after school, she finished at three. Three till four, she did ballet. Four till five, funky jazz. She came out full of energy. I was like, what is this kid powered on? <laughs> Half eight at night. Daddy, I'm bored. Fucking sleep, oh, you nutter. No. You've created yourself. I was like, what'd you have for lunch? Speed? <laughs> Fucking little livener, was it, before Funky Jazz? <laughs> funky Jazz. This is the Brit school in the 90s, is it? doing Funky Jazz for what, an hour. I don't know what the fuck Funky Jazz is. No. I'm like, imagine no. that, doing some like, bit of jazz dancing. Uh, so excuse me, dancing, she can... not, she's not playing. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. She's got a pair of shoes and a sparkly dress for it. Funky jazz. Oh, imagine that. I'll show you. Make that a bit funkier, actually. I think what you're doing there is just jazz dancing. <laughs> well, this is funky jazz now. How oh. much funk does a three-year-old from Beckenham have? 
she's got no. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Call, I would never describe her as funky. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say your armpits are funkier jazz than what she's doing. Oh mate, there's some funky jazz going on in this room at the moment. I tell you, oh, that. Uh, poor old Anton Debecco. We get him on next year. Stinks of funky jazz, that guy. Oh, poor old Anton. Um, right, Josh. Um, let's do a proper correspondence catch up on Friday. Um, small business shout out. Duh. It's going to be hard to follow Jimmy Chipolata, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's going to be hard to follow Jimmy Chipolata. Impossible, impossible task. Also, thank you to all the people that went on to the umbilical umbilical. Oh, yeah, we should say that. That was amazing. Anthony Nolan, um, the umbilical thing, they've been inundated with a request for information and donations of umbilical to go to stem cell research. So thank you very much for doing that. So at least we know this is worthwhile doing these. uh, Yeah, so if you do have uh, spare umbilical cords that you want to donate to stem cell research, yeah. It's so worth it. So go on to the Anthony Allen website. I got, I got, I, um, I did, I, I, we did a small business shout out for this Welsh company that did clothes, um, Section 27, I think it's called. And then we, I did a, I got sent something on Instagram. I did it out. This lady does cross stitch, like cross stitch bitch, or yeah. whatever it's called. And um, I plugged that in my mate who's from Wales. Went, you've done more, <laughs> you and Josh have done more for small businesses in Wales than three successive Tory governments. <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh. Hello, love the podcast and would love a small business shout out. My name, oh, my business is Clary Poppins. I provide Mm. support and advice for all things baby and child, including sleep, feeding, baby care. And I also offer overnight baby care for very tired parents. I cover Essex, Hertfordshire and London. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Poppins Clary, P-O-P-P-I-N-S-C-L-A-R-E-Y. Oh, and at clarypoppins.co.uk. Oh, here we go. Right, okay, I've got a good one here. Hi, Robin Josh. My little boy was born in the first lockdown. I'm a massive fan of the podcast. If my boy's first words are, I'm not going to lie, I won't be totally surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'd be extremely grateful if you could do a shout-out for my amazing friend's children's charity. Spread Some Sunshine is a small charity that aims to deliver smiles to children facing adversity in the UK and abroad. One of their many projects involves sending birthday gifts to children who would not normally be able to celebrate their special day, living in hospitals, safe houses and orphanages. Faye works tirelessly to help as many children as possible. I love for her charities. Get a shout out. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, Yeah, so I've learned a lot. It looks fairly kosher. I will... We don't really do any sort of um, check on all this, so take it with all a pinch of salt. But this... Yeah. I reckon this feature is two months away from promoting a far-right organisation by mistake. But look, spread some sunshine. Looks like a proper charity, but yeah. do your due diligence first. Our new business, GB News. It's a little start-up. And, uh... Small business shout here from Tommy Robinson. Long-time listener, first time. Uh... <laughs> He's starting up a... Um... Yeah, let's leave that one. Um, right. Um... So we'll see you on Friday. We're going to catch up with all uh, your correspondents on Friday. I've got loads of good uh, Instagram before messages. Before the, uh, the big guest Christmas run-in that is yes. going to... Uh... Yeah, we've got loads of good... Basically, we were, we're so busy at the moment, and obviously everyone's back. Before, it was a lot easier to book guests because we was in lockdown, so it's a bit trickier, but yeah. we've, got a, we've, got, we've got a Google Doc document. We're scheduling people, Josh, and yeah. um, we're getting in some really good names. So, um, so they're going to be coming up next Have few you weeks. heard of The Rock? <laughs> we haven't got the rock. We haven't got the rock. That's the kind of level we're trying to get. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll meet them halfway. Elton John's off um, off work with a bad leg, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. So I had tickets to... to see him, mate. Did you? His last ever tour. I had tickets to see him 2019. <laughs> I'm going to see him four years later. For a man who's trying to give up touring, <laughs> fucking hell. All right. Fucking got people in glass houses, Josh. 
<laughs> you stink as shit and you're knackered. Have a day off. Right, Can um, I just say, I do love Elton John and I can't wait to go and see him. No, he's, I, I, you know what? I think he's going to be get really big. I think, he, I think, I think he's going to be, be a big star one day. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, then we'll speak to you on Friday. Cheers, people. Bye. Hello, I'm Tom Crane. And I'm Simran Shah. And we're the hosts of the new food and comedy podcast, My Favourite Takeaway, where each week we're invited into the home of a celebrity guest to share their favourite takeaway, exactly as they'd normally have it. We'll be trying it all, from Peruvian street food slouched on James A. Castor's L-shaped sofa. To an Antiguan feast huddled around Andy Oliver's dinner table. Via an alfresco Indian takeaway sat in Tom Allen's garden. And we also want to hear from you, the listener. Your takeaway disasters. Your weird habits. And your personal takeaways takeaway recommendations you can follow us on insta my favorite takeaway podcast on twitter at fave takeaway pod or you can email us hello at my favorite takeaway podcast.com and don't forget to subscribe like and share my favorite takeaway the podcast for anyone who loves food but can't always be bothered to cook it available on all podcast platforms now Hello, I'm John Richardson. And I'm Matt Ford. Join us on our brand new podcast, Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League. Each week, we'll follow a group of comedians competing in the world's most competitive game, the Comedians FPL League. Vying for top spot will be us, Rob Beckett, Russell Howard, Ramesh Ranganathan, Josh Widdicombe, Nish Kumar, Alex Brooker, Ian Sterling, Maisie Adam and Richard Osman, plus an array of special guests. And let's face it, it's the only way some of us are going to experience Premier League football this season. Isn't that right, Matthew? Two European Cups, mate. That's it. If you want to follow football in the 21st century, rather than cling on to the victories of, let's be honest, generations ago, you can join us on all the traditional podcast platforms and on Twitter. We're at, at ComediansFPL. See you in a couple of weeks. I'm seeing you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Sean Walsh. And I'm Paul McCaffrey. And we're here to tell you that our podcast, What's Upset You Now, is back for a brand new series. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do I have time in my life for another comedian-hosted podcast with my busy schedule? Well, in most cases, no. But here's why What's Upset You Now is different. Each week, we ask ourselves and a guest, What's Upset You Now? And we spend exactly 15 minutes discussing and ranting about the frustrations and idiocies of everyday life. Anything from a bus driver wanting the exact change. To those people doing yoga in the park. And quite often, just simply each other. Yeah, it's basically anything and everyone. It's the podcast equivalent of being in the pub with your two funny mates, putting the world to rights. Yeah, at 2am, so do expect shouting. Listen to What's Upset You Now, available on all podcast platforms. Hello, Alan Davis here, inviting you to join me by listening to a new podcast, Seven Pillars. Each episode, I'll be talking to a famous guest to discuss seven significant cultural influences, inspirations or experiences. Seven things that help shape them, that they loved or that they return to again and again and hold a special place in their life. From films and music, books, food, places and memories, the podcast are seven questions that will spark stories for the guests and give the listener an insight into the minds and passions of some of the most interesting comedians, actors, writers, philosophers and raconteurs around. Starting with comedian Romish Ranganathan in episode one, which is out now. And in the coming weeks, we have Hollywood actor Walton Goggins, comedy legend Joe Brand 
author and intellectual heavyweight Jay Perini, and many more. You can find the show by searching Seven Pillars on all podcast platforms. <laughs>